High Noon with George Hook. Thanks to ClaytonHotels.com with 17 hotels across Ireland and the UK. Uh, we're off now to the home of the world champions. We're off to Boston, Massachusetts. Um, uh, Michael Graham, are you in Boston or Washington, D.C.? I can't, can't keep track of your travel, Graham. I'm in Washington, D.C. today, George Hook, and I'm a huge fan of the book Hillbilly Elegy, which is great. Your previous guest was right. I recommend it highly. Terrific book. And, of course, my summer reading includes rereading that classic Time Added On by certain (laughs) Irishmen. I keep it by my nightstand every night. All right. Now... John Cunningham, who, like tens of thousands of other Irish, has been living for the best part of 20 years illegally in the Boston area because he's an undocumented Irishman. Mm -hmm. But now he's been arrested. He's in pokey, presumably, at the moment, and then he will be deported. Yeah, that's what you do with people who come to your country and overstay their visa and work illegally and evade taxes and refuse to leave. Isn't that what you normally do to people in every country in the world, George? Isn't that how it works? uh, Before we, I think the most interesting thing about this case is Mr. Cunningham in March went on the biggest current affairs show on Irish television, primetime, and started talking about being an, an illegal alien. Have a listen. I moves anyone when you're young, it's all great, and you know, and, and but years go in fast, and then all of a sudden, you know, you know, you end up with commitments here, and and that you know, you may be married here, or you have a home and your your job and work, and and you know, it just it becomes your home, um, and what that you know, all of a sudden you turn around, and then you know, so much time has gone by, um, and you know. You start to realize what is going to be in store for yourself and for the future, you know. I know, Michael, I, I'm interested. <laughs> Hold on a minute now. Stop laughing. This is serious stuff. <laughs> I want to ask you a question, Graham. Are you concentrating? Yes, I'm focused. Right. I think RTE were irresponsible. They should have told Cunningham, look, if you come on this television, we may not be able to protect your identity. Uh, if you want to do it, fine, but it's a risk. I, and I, I question if they asked him that because unless the guy is a complete idiot, if you were an illegal immigrant to America, why would you go on live television? Because for the previous 16 years under Presidents Bush and Obama, we had illegal immigrants on television in the United States testifying before Congress, George. They'd be sitting in a room full of people sworn to uphold the laws of the United States, breaking the laws of the United States. And because of the idiocy of progressive You're not liberal serious. Come Europe, on. You're not serious. I'm totally serious. We had illegal. We have illegal immigrants who protest outside our government buildings holding up signs saying, I'm illegal. And what happens? Nothing. In fact, George, I don't know if you recall the dust up I got in when you and I first started talking together and I was doing radio in Washington, D.C., and a group of illegal immigrants announced they were having a rally at a local high school. I showed up to cover it and I was told I couldn't enter the event because I didn't have the right ID. No joke. And I was eventually dragged away by the police who grabbed me but would not grab any of the illegal immigrants. That has changed under Trump. This is what's new. Uh, You know, Donald Trump is ordering the government 
to do what every government in the world does. I assume that if an American were in Ireland right now, illegally having overstayed their visa, and the Irish authorities knew about it, they would say, sir, we were glad to have you here. It is time for you to go. You're being deported. That's what every civilized country in the world does, except for some bizarre reason, the United States. Now, um, isn't San Francisco some kind of haven that the, the local council have said you can't arrest an illegal person in San Francisco? Isn't that right? Okay. No, no, cities all over the country are Washington, D.C., Boston. In fact, the state of Massachusetts just passed uh, or tried to pass a, uh, a, a statement saying that we are a sanctuary state up there. The Republican governor said he won't be, he won't sign it. But across, remember, the bizarro worldview of Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama and Bernie Sanders is that anyone who gets to the United States, however you get here, is entitled to stay as long as you want, and the citizens of the United States have no right to have enforceable borders. That is our position. And okay. I assume that's a position of progressives in All Europe, right? right? That's but, why but, yeah, Syrians but, can show up and wander into Germany, and everyone says, when, hey, who am I to judge, right? Isn't well, that no, that's not strictly true. I mean, no? well, you try coming in to Dublin Airport. There's two lines. There's a line for me, and there's a line for you. And I'm the Irish line, or the EU line. I go down that, and then you go down the other line, you've got to prove to the policeman on duty that you're coming into Ireland legally. So, I mean, we check you're coming in. We just don't wave you in like you suggest. The other question, the other area I would disagree with you on is that there are, a lot of these illegals are are skipping taxes. Most of these illegals pay taxes, have driving licenses, own houses, do all sorts of stuff. I'm I'm not supportive of it. I think they should be deported too. But what I'm saying is they're not skipping taxes to bulk at them because of your bizarre system. They're actually paying taxes. Oh no, no, you're wrong. They're not paying the taxes they owe because they what aren't do you mean using they owe? their well, because you owe all sorts of you – know, you have you have federal taxes, you have state taxes, you have what you would call maybe retirement taxes, our social security taxes, et cetera. And so what they do because they can't say who they are and they can't use a legal social security number, they have to commit fraud and use someone else's social security number or make up a social security number. And then they fraudulently support, you know, submit these papers and then they pay taxes on, on fraud. And so they're not paying what they owe or they're working off the books entirely cash under the table. But, George, I want to back up. Do you agree that the reason why we had Brexit, do you agree that the reason why uh, the European media use the phrase xenophobia all the time is because they reject the idea that nations in Europe should be able to stop people at their border? They, they honestly believe that if you can get there, you should be able to stay there, which is the position of the global left. No, well, uh, no, I can't buy that, Mick. I so, mean, so they support you. Wait, wait, wait. So you're telling me progressive Europeans support deporting people back to North Africa and that they support enforced borders. No, That's we, what you're telling me. No, no. I missed something in the past three years. Yeah, George. I, I could have sworn no. that everybody who came to Europe looking for a job and a handout was a, quote, Syrian refugee, even though 75% of them weren't from Syria. 
No, if you, I can talk about Ireland, and I can certainly talk about Britain. Like, the hardest thing to do in Britain and Ireland is to act, like, if you come in here and you say, listen, I'm in danger of getting beaten up in Syria or Nigeria or whatever, we may well offer you uh, asylum, but then you might spend the next 16 years living in a pretty crappy place with an inability to get a job or whatever. I don't think we're quite, you know, all sunshine that you tend to make out. But if, I mean, I'm going berserk because they're, they're like we, the left over here waged a massive campaign to prevent the deportation of a guy who the police said was one of the biggest fundraisers for ISIS and mm. we're trying to deport him but the left says, oh no, no, you know, he might get beaten up when he goes back to wherever he goes back to. Then another guy who has five different uh, passports and was jailed in France for suspected terrorism were saying, ah, no, no, we can't send him back. Now, eventually, we sent one of these guys back and now he's back in court again trying to say, eh, let me back in. I'm really a good guy. Now, yes, we have difficulties, but we're not quite the soft. You're a bigger soft touch than we are, Michael. I agree with you. The American left is on the issue of borders and border security, a softer touch. Um, And so I'm not surprised that your Irish friend was willing to go on TV because in for a 16 years, you've been able to publicly out yourself as a criminal, whether you're from Ireland or Mexico or whatever. But, George, I'd like to ask you about a different group of the Irish, if I might. Yes, by all means. The fighting Irish. Yes. Are you offended by the fact that sports teams in America use Ireland and the phrase fighting, I fighting Irish as their mascots that they go around with, uh, you know, leprechauns and other symbols of Ireland as their sports team mascot? Does that bother you? I just think they're Americans, you know. And <laughs> so why are you asking me that anyway well because um there's a there's a band out here from seattle made up of a group of uh, asian american gentlemen and the name for their band is the slants and they were denied copyright over their name and their you know standard thing if you're a band or and or like you george you know you, you own it because the obama administration said it was too offensive they said the same thing about the football team the washington redskins and so they denied them trademark protection at the federal level. So this has gone all the way to the Supreme Court. And yesterday, the Supreme Court ruled eight to nothing that the Obama administration was, you know, uh, all wet. They were totally wrong that we have free speech in the United States and that these Asian guys can call themselves a slants and the Redskins can call themselves the Redskins if they want to. And the example that came up in every single debate that I had on this in radio and print everywhere was always, well, what about the fighting Irish? What about Notre Dame? No one gets mad about the fighting Irish. That's as stereotypical as you can get. Well, you see, the fighting Irish goes way back to the point when uh, tons of Irish left the country and the only opportunity they had, particularly if you go back, uh, you know, before the famine, and they fought for for France and they fought for Germany and so on because uh, there was no place for them. I don't have a problem with that. I mean, the, the, 
I mean, I'd be much more offended when you start going on about the drunken Irish. Then I'm really offended. I mean, the fighting <laughs> Irish, the fighting Irish tends to give an indication at Notre Dame, for instance. Um, you know, they're not going to give in too easily to some bunch of ne'er do wells from Louisville, Kentucky, or whatever. Um, and <laughs> they're not going to, they're going to fight, like not necessarily with fisticuffs, but they're going to fight against injustice. They're going to fight, you know, I think that's okay. But the slant is an interesting one, I think, because for many people listening, um, the, the slants were particularly World War Two when you had like right. wops and huns and 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 slants were Japanese because it was referring to their eyes. So it is an offensive term I put to you. Oh, I, I don't doubt that many people find it offensive. But just because somebody finds something offensive doesn't mean that it should be illegal. And just because this Asian American group wants to call themselves a slants for whatever reason doesn't mean that they should not be entitled to protect their intellectual property. You know, they, if they put out a CD or put up music, they should be able to own it and own the name and own the the, okay. the logo. And so it's all to me, it's all about free speech. But I just what's interesting to me is this idea that a mascot is somehow an offense. To the people that whose you know culture you appropriate, when you say that you want to be the Braves, the Atlanta Braves, or the Cleveland Indians, you want to be them because there's something to admire. You admire yeah, their sure. determination, their whatever. It's not an insult to say I want to be the Fighting Irish. It's just, it's I admire you know just for sporting purposes, you know the way the Irish would fight on the field. Okay. Whatever. What's but, offensive is if someone says, Hey, why don't we call our team the Indians or the Irish? And everyone else goes, No way, I don't want to be a associated with those losers forget that they suck that's the idiocy of the entire argument and that's why we're here there is a danger on the roads of wexford at the moment there's a fellow in a car who is in shock he has had to pull over because he's been listening to a to hook and his and this american nut for nine (laughs) years he's pulled into text i think i agree with him he says on the issue of people staying in a country illegally and it is is wrong. He said, I, I never thought the day would come. But there you go. Such is life. Tom and Rexford. <laughs> it seems pretty commonsensical to me, but that's why, you know, it's American no, politics. You see, I tell you why a lot of people are starting to agree with you. Because uh, 20 odd years ago or whatever, all the traffic was one way, right? Yep. They were all getting on planes in Dublin and Shannon and going to America illegally and they were ours and it's okay because it was Mick and Pat and Tom and Mary right. and whatever. And suddenly, over the last 20 years, they, they travel has gone the other direction and they're coming in here and they're coming into Ireland and they're driving taxis or whatever they're doing and they are illegal. There is a massive uh, uh, industry now in Ireland, some of them uh, terrorists using false identification. And for the first time, we're sort of saying, hang on a minute here. This isn't right. And it's it's all, I think this liberal loony thing that you're going on about and have made a profit on over 10 years <laughs> talking to me, I think we're getting the message. Well, listen, there's one other element that I think is here too, which is 
I would argue that the illegal immigrant who came from Ireland 15 years ago knew that if he got caught, he'd be deported. And what would he say about it? He'd say, well, you know, I came, I took my chances, and that's that. We had this, there was a sense that the rules were the rules, and there was nothing wrong with the rules. You were just scamming the system until you got caught. Today, the rule breakers will look you right in the eye and say, how dare you say I can't be here? How dare you say the citizens of Ireland or America should control their borders? How You're a hater. You're a monster. You have no right to, to a country with borders. There's something wrong with you. And when the good guys doing the right things find themselves smeared as the bad guys by the people who are, in fact, breaking the rule and the law, it changes everything. This is why the immigration issue is much bigger than immigration itself. It really is about fair play. A lot of regular Americans say, this sucks. Stop calling me the bad guy because I want to do common sense stuff. And that's one reason why a lot of reluctant people voted for Trump, because at least he got it okay. that the, the, the people obeying the rules aren't bad. All right. George Ellis Pete says, you haven't a clue what the Fighting Irish in America stands for. It stands for the Fighting 69th, the regiment in the Union Army. Of course it does. In fact, John F. Kennedy uh, presented the houses of the Oroctus with the Fighting 69th flag. So it goes back to 1963 in my memory and all about it. But uh, the Fighting Irish is used in a much more wider context, which is the point Michael was trying to make. Also, Michael, um, a listener who is a first-generation American living in Ireland, uh, many illegals in Boston, in uh, they're not paying taxes. Most get paid under the table, yet That's get right. free help. Healthcare, and yeah. and they get driving licenses. And how does all this happen? Because the political class in America says we have no right to enforce our laws, and that only racists want to have laws. And I don't know what's racist about keeping a redhead Irishman out of America, but apparently it is. And so that's, you know, that's, that's what, look, what it's really about is immigrants tend to vote Democratic. And so if you can get them here, you get more Democrats. So they, trust me, if people were immigrating from evangelical Christian land somewhere and they were lining up nine to one to vote Republican, Barack Obama would have been personally standing at the border fighting them off with a, you know, handgun. All right. Uh, thanks so much for joining me. Uh, as always, it seems forever. In fact, it has been forever. Michael Graham on the program every week, and he will continue to do so as long as he and I can draw a breath. Uh, Barry Kenny's uh, doing New Zealand on Travel Tuesday in just a moment.